Welcome to the Exponential Minds Podcast. The research, development, launch, and growth of new technologies is creating incredible momentum in the modern world. Join futurist Nicholas Badminton as he talks with the innovators and the exponential minds that are tackling some of the biggest problems and creating solutions that are propelling humanity to the next level. Listen, I'm here with Nicholas Badminton. He's a futurist, he's a keynote speaker. He's worked for a, you know, a hundred different agencies. He's been like, he's, uh, he's an innovator. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, um, I don't even know where this is gonna be because I don't have a vlog, I know you have a vlog. I know uh, my, my boy Mo, who's taping this, yeah. he has a vlog. And yeah. so what we're doing this week yeah. is we're shooting uh, basically my week and you know, like a, a day in the life sort of uh, you know, yeah. thing. And uh, man, it's just like amazing that, to see you. Man. Yeah, it's, it's great to see you. It's a really great keynote that you just did there on innovation as well. And as soon as a couple of people I was sat with found out that I was a keynote tomorrow, they sort of harangued me for a bunch of discussion about innovation. So. Um, it definitely got things, um, got people thinking yeah. and, and talking and people don't know what innovation is totally. I mean, and this is what we're trying to do is trying to, I'm trying to say, well, here's the future and this is what innovation is happening today. The signals will change and where we're going and you're, you're doing the same thing, but you're deepening it into an innovative process. Right? I, I'm trying to do that. I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we're, we're, we're with you because I want to pepper you with a whole bunch of questions. Sure. Yeah. You know, one of the things I mentioned when I was on stage was that there's a lot of hype when it comes to artificial intelligence, yes. machine learning. You're deeper in the subject than I am. Yeah. To me, t to be honest with you, like, it's like no organization is, is deploying AI at scale. So why is there so much hype around it? The, there are organizations that are deploying AI at scale. At scale? Yeah. Do you use Gmail? I, 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 I do. <laughs> then, 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 then you're subject to artificial intelligence. Do you use Facebook? I, I you, do. You don't, yes. like, Scale like two point two real, billion but, people. But is it is it is it real? Is it real AI? Is it like yeah. is it is it learning on its own? Is it is it working on its own? Like I guess we have to define like artificial okay, intelligence so, because so. because to me like what they're doing is like you you know machine learning, not true AI in terms of um, uh, like doing things by itself. Okay, so we we have to be careful about definitions here. A lot of people use something called suitcase words for ideas. Artificial intelligence is that is everything exactly. from like it's the umbrella, Sophia the robot, down to um, <laughs> a, a finance bot that's trying to help you make a better decision about what investments that you're going to make, right? And it, everything goes into that bundle. So let, let's break it down. Artificial intelligence, at best, is still still helping people. And, and running processes and doing prediction and, and trying to help run systems in a very narrow sense. Give it a problem, train it on the problem and then sure. in the problem space and it can do it better than the human. Now, it's also very difficult when, when it's got a sensory overload. This is why self-driving cars are just not working very well right now. And there's, there's even a problem with the, 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 the definition of self-driving cars because cars don't have selves. Autopilot isn't automatic in Teslas, right? Sure. With artificial intelligence is going to touch every single part of our lives and it's going to happen more and more as soon as you get AI as being native on chipsets within mobile devices like these. Which is, it's already starting to creep in now, but it's going to be 
uh, completely ubiquitous within about right. three to four years. It's going to be like the electricity sort of powering, yeah. uh, you know, nice thing. So Andrew Ng, who, uh, who's uh, one of Coursera's founders and, and uh, talks a lot on AI, he's, uh, he's a world leading uh, researcher and, and thinker on AI, says that AI is the new electricity. In the early 1900s, when AI, well, sorry, when electricity came in, the entire world changed. Every single business around the world changed. Artificial intelligence is exactly the same. It's yeah. like you just said, where's it being done to scale? You don't even see it. Yeah, yeah. You don't even see it in the big systems run by the big companies that are really uh, early adopters and driving it forward. So, right? so that's why, you know, when I was talking about like RPA, which is to me, you know, something that for me, it's like something that, you know, I can implement within organizations. I've seen it. Yeah. It's not AI. It's not smart. It's just it's 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 just dumb bots. It's smarter. It, it's smarter, it's but smart. it's not smart on its own smart. Exactly. On its own smart. Yeah. That's the thing. So the thing is, so there's some really interesting ideas here. So artificial intelligence in certain ways has to be taught. And it has to be taught based on a history, right? So if we look at AlphaGo, yep. AlphaGo beat beat Lisi Doll. In 2017, four games to one, playing the game of Go. It made him a better Go player because he, it played intuitive and beautiful moves that he wouldn't have even thought of as a human. And he thought, that's so beautifully human. And I can't believe that I learned that from a machine. He became completely unbeatable. AlphaGo and DeepMind and Google changed what that technology was and, and used an idea called tabula rasa. Yes, yes, yes. The blank slate. Yes. Some psychological theories think, and not all of these are right, that we're born with a blank slate and then we learn as we're exposed to stimuli around, stimuli around the world. There's a lot of theories. So you come out of the womb yeah. and you're just blank. Yeah. That, that's one kind of theory. I don't necessarily think it's true, but Google DeepMind used that idea and it just said, okay, learn the game of Go by playing yourself. So I had two versions of itself, playing itself, leveling up. Within 40 days, it became completely unbeatable by anyone else. 40 days, and it hadn't been taught a single archival oh game of Go that had ever been played. It just learned on its own. Yeah. But from a human perspective, we're not born tabula rasa. We're actually born with the genetic memory of our, our parents and our grandparents and their great-grandparents and whatever. There's a deeper theory around that, and I can talk a little bit about conscious and subconscious in terms of well, innovation as well. Like, how do you become a futurist? Like, how do you, yeah. how do, you do that? How do you... So, you know, uh, I was hugely curious. I taught myself, uh, from the age of 10, I've been playing with computers. I taught myself how to program. I was playing games, obviously. I was doing design. I, I flunked out at school. I hated it. I, my brain would, I'm, someone said to me at the weekend, she goes, you're a divergent thinker. And it, the world doesn't reward divergent thinkers unless you create your own reality. That's absolutely true. I got to university and I, I chose to do artificial intelligence and linguistics. This was in 1993. And I built, um, I built artificial neural networks that tried to learn grammar. Wow. It didn't work very well. Okay. AI back then wasn't very good. Trying to work out ways of teaching grammar to a computer. I speculated that maybe grammar doesn't exist. In, in a sense, that's true. LOL, OMG. <laughs> right? This is it, right? Yeah, yeah. We've completely broken the idea of grammar today. So maybe that was an early predictor. Ah. Maybe, I don't know. That, that was hugely speculative. Didn't necessarily give me a lot of grammar. <laughs> but throughout my career, I, I, I've been working with data uh, and predictive analytics. 
I've been a strategist for over 20 years. And strategy is like three to five years. And helping organizations from an innovation perspective work out what parts of their organization can have tweaks, new processes, new, new technologies put in, um, new cultural differences introduced to an organization so they can save money, make money. And I did that for 20 years. Then I started thinking a lot more longer term. So I started thinking like 5, 10, 20 years into the future. I started writing about it. I started writing in, in online articles for Huffington Post and VentureBeat and a number of different people. Yeah. And I write for like uh, TechCrunch on occasion and The Atlantic interviews me and Fast Company interviews me. And, and what I do is I speculate. But I speculate based on the scientific method of this is what's happening right. today. So here's, here's research and development in academia. Here's the large companies with the billions of dollars doing research. Here is some evidence, what I call signals of change, about how the world is changing. Now, how did I get called a futurist? Someone just started calling me a futurist. <laughs> I'm not joking, six years oh, ago, really? six years ago, uh, there's a guy that's here in Vancouver, um, we used to do these big meetups, and I was one of the guys that, that sort of helped found one of the meetups. And he was like, oh yeah, this is Nick, and he's a futurist. And I was like, what? Yeah, you never heard of that. And I'm like, no, I'm an innovation consultant. I used to call myself an innovation consultant. Yeah. And no one knew what the hell that was, yeah. right? And I, I, I was like, no, you know. No, no, and you're stuck. a futurist. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know what? I decided to own it. Um, I, 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 I ended up taking a job, and I actually ran uh, uh, one, one of the gig economy programs for North America. I was regional director. And within a year, I, I was getting so much attention as a futurist, and I was writing these crazy articles about everything from like using psychedelics in your business to release subconscious thought into innovative processes to change the world, and VR, and data and AI, and you know whatever technologies. That there was a conflict. Are you a futurist? Or are you are are you the regional director? You can't really? be both. Really? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. And, and I said, well, when, I, when we signed the contract, I got, had this clause put in my contract saying that I could do this as well. And I said, you know what? This isn't about an argument. It's like I'm getting more attention doing the futurism. So I quit the job. I doubled down and more conferences, more speaking, more writing, taking chances, TV, radio, everything. That's awesome. That's amazing. Without, without being what I call a pop futurist. Which is like walking around using long words and like the internet. The internet of things is like a human brain, and it's like no, 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 no. No, no I, you no, know no. what I like about you is that you're yeah. you're, you're deep. Like I'm you, gonna you, get real. You, yeah, you, you're real. You're deep. You understand it. You're like you're you're a practitioner um, as well as a futurist. So can, can got, you build it? Can you build it? Exactly. Everything that I talk about on stage and speculate about where we're going. Is you, in a state of being built, sure. or will be absolutely possible about being built. There's sure. no, there's no science fiction. Exactly, exactly, and that's the trouble with a lot of. So, sort of so listen. Like I know we gotta go. I know we gotta go. Yeah. But um, man, I want to know, like, in your mind, like, what do you see as the most exciting? Uh, uh, you know, your future is thinking yeah. about what future is. Like, everybody asks you this question. Right? Yeah. In terms of innovations, like what is the most exciting thing to you? Is it self-driving car cars? Is it quantum computing? Is it like uh, like uh, you know uh, robots doing everything for us? Like what is the what is the thing that you're what I'm most about? excited about? This is what I'm most excited about, and I talk about it in every presentation I do, and I do about 50 keynotes a year. I'm um, human. 
You're excited about humans. I'm excited about humans. Nick is excited about humans. I'm Number about one, humans. about the future. Yeah. Why? Why? Okay, for thousands of years, we've wanted certainty and variety, significance, connection and love, growth, and the ability to contribute, right? And for thousands of years, we're going to be the same. Now, let me lay this on you as okay, well. Okay, yeah. You're, predict you're putting the money on humans. You're putting the money on I us. have to. I have to, and I'll tell yeah. you why. We're trying to build replications of what we can do as humans, but we can do it incredibly well. We just don't know what we've got. So uh, let's talk about sensors, right? Yeah. The Internet of Things, self-driving cars, sensor fusion. You know, we can use LiDAR and radar and cameras and AI and process terabits of information. Humans consciously can process about 40 uh, bits of information per second. Subconsciously, you and I right now are processing 40 billion bits of information per second. Really? I, I, I'm not processing that much, but... Okay. You are. Oh, I am. Okay. Subconsciously. You just don't know it. Yeah. Right? And some of it is keeping our like, you know, respiratory system going and our heart pumping and, and just, you know, our feet warm and whatever, right? Humans can start to work towards a, a point where they can start to liberate thoughts from their subconscious into the conscious world and suddenly make the world a lot better. Mm. This is where innovation comes from for me. This is why people talk about psychedelics and innovation. Mm. Francis Crick came, came up with the, 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 the helix in DNA. Right, right, right. Whilst he was on acid describing it to his wife because he liberated, <laughs> the, he, he liberated the billions of bits of information that he'd collected and, collect, and put that together with the conscious thoughts and put something down that revolutionized every single part of healthcare mm. and understanding of humans. It's the same with people like Douglas Engelbart and Stanford. Stanford didn't have the best computer scientists. All of them were on the East Coast, Princeton, whatever, Carnegie Mellon. But on the West Coast, they had the counterculture. Mm. Their minds were blown wide open. And they invented the mouse and Windows and the personal computer. In Stanford, 1968, 50 years ago, Douglas Engelbart, mother of all demos, changed everything. Who, who wants to have a personal computer in every single um, home? Well, now we've got them in every single pocket around the world. There's going to be three. Uh, there's going to be six billion smartphones by uh, 20, 2020. So the reason I'm betting on humans is this: the technologies that are going to come and, and revolutionise yeah. how we operate are not going to stand alone. Artificial intelligence is going to teach us how to be more human because it'll be able to process more bits of information consciously than we can. But that, what happens then is something really interesting, and, and I speculate on this. When they liberate more conscious bits of information, it starts to liberate our subconscious, which liberates even more productivity and new ideas and new innovation in the world. Exponential change keeps happening, and humans stay two steps ahead of the technology. That's why humans are the most important technology that I'm most excited about. Nick, Nick said it here first. You can't say it better than that. Betting on humans, doubling down, that is the future.